With so much negativity being yielded at the youth of our nation, it seems hard to find any signs of a bright future. Coming from a legendary past, the new generation of Bahamians seek to take this nation to heights it's never seen. That's where the youth perspective comes in. We seek to display tomorrow's leaders in every facet of society. Each show will focus on today's pace setters, trendsetters, movers, and shakers, and the next generation of great, impactful Bahamians. We seek to uplift, motivate, and encourage our listeners. Tune in as we address issues of importance with wisdom and intelligence, all from the youth perspective.
and we're back welcome to another edition of the youth perspective thank you so much for tuning in thanks so much for locking it in and of course uh, if you want to be able to listen to any of our previous shows don't forget you can go on youtube and look for cashigan j adderley or type in the youth perspective and you'll be able to find it also we're on anchor and so you can go on the anchor.fm site and you could be able to find the podcast as well all right and of course we're back with another season we're season number five ladies and gentlemen and we've been doing this each and every saturday on the station that you're listening to and so we thank you so much for being a part of it all right and of course it is a tremendous show i'm excited to have my good friend the one and only melissa major she is here representing Healthy Bahamas Coalition. Also, she's a cancer survivor and, of course, one of the lead persons for the Cancer Awareness Committee. How are you doing? Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Finally. Yes, yes. Finally. <laughs> Finally. 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 But, of course, not the last time. No, yeah, this won't be the last time. Of course not. So, yeah, yeah good yeah. stuff. It's so great to have you joining us. And uh, the last time the Healthy Bahamas Coalition was here, uh, we were talking about moving. We were talking about getting up, uh, being active, and not, you know, just being Was that Aaron and Kitty? That was Aaron Oh, and that Kitty. sounds like them. Movement. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we had a very, very good show. And yeah. definitely we got to bring Aaron on. Yeah. And uh, talk to her about her exploits. But, of course... Uh, Who was also a cancer survivor. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. also a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a survivor of bone cancer. Bone cancer. Yeah. Wow. There's so yeah. many different um, facets of society, I, I'm of cancer. Cancer. And I know a lot of persons, they, they focus on breasts and uh, prostate, mm-hmm. but there's so many different... There is so many. So many different aspects. And I think, you know, with it, well, October is like everybody goes crazy for breast cancer breast awareness cancer. month. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has a mom, sister, wife, auntie, daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, the prevalence of breast cancer in our country, as well as prostate, is pretty mm-hmm. much... It's high. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. think it would have been in September where the men would have really focused on yes, cancer yes. and really push that. Yeah. And the yeah. thing about it is, Kashigan, so September was not only um, prostate, but also childhood cancer awareness month. Yes. Yeah. September is childhood cancer awareness month as mm-hmm. well. But the thing about it is, um, we tend to focus more on where the prevalence is very, very high. Right. And, you know, prostate is one of those um, cancers where the prevalence is very high. Yeah. Men are still coming um, to the doctors at a very late stage. Mm-hmm. So that's not good at all. But, mm-hmm. yeah. But, I mean, every month is cancer. September is also non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, well, lymphoma awareness month. And, you know, I'm a... Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor. So I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So yeah, yeah, and that's a journey. Yeah, and that's a blood cancer, and that's that that is actually one of the cancers that you you rarely ever hear people talk about. Yeah, 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 and I and I think you know when you talk about education, when you talk about knowledge, it's because persons don't hear. Persons with they hear persons with breasts, and they yeah, with yeah, prostate, yeah. But uh, I, I, I think this first time I've heard somebody with bone yeah. cancer, bone and cancer, the, and then the blood cancers the are, blood cancers, you know, right. they are also very common as well, right? So and, and I, so I guess before we jump into your story, yeah, um, for persons listening now, we've caught the attention now because we're <laughs> hearing about all these different things. Uh, what is one of those things that people need to do? I guess to make themselves more aware. Well, education is key. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of th- a lot of times, um, persons just um, they they hear about it, but we have this thing that you know what it's never going to happen to me, mm-hmm. so you don't really pay attention to it. Right. 
But the reality is, and everybody needs to wake up to the fact that because when I was diagnosed, I was 25. I never thought that it was going to happen to me either. You know, I was in the process, just started my career in banking. Um, I had just gotten engaged. So life was happening and everything was good. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, here it is. The doctor says you got three to six months to live. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is, you know, you want to educate yourself and you want to pay attention to, you know, to what's going on, mm-hmm. especially in, in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, pay attention to what's going on with your body. And don't just dismiss it. We still have a lot of stigma as it relates to cancer. We don't want to yeah. talk about it. Um, and, and it is a very painful disease. But the thing about it is, um, in terms of emotion, um, um, you know, you have to get to that point where you just want to make sure that you are doing the best self-care for yourself. And early detection is most important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's been classed as, you know, one of those diseases where, oh, you get cancer, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case because, you know, we have cancer treatment today is so much better than what it was 19 years ago when I was diagnosed. Wow. And I can say that for sure. Um, I, I've I've worked, and I am still working very closely with um, the doctors in the cancer community as well as the cancer society. So yeah, so we are we are so much further ahead than um, most countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and you said something a while back, and I don't try. I'm not trying to get too deep into the business, <laughs> but um, speak to those young married couples or maybe engaged couples. Um, you said you had just recently gotten married mm-hmm. and then you got Well no, married. I wasn't married yet. I, okay. I was engaged. You was engaged, right? I was um I was in the process of getting married mm-hmm. and um I was sick. Mm-hmm. I kept um I was having chest pains actually and I mm-hmm. thought I was actually having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um I went to the doctor a couple times and um, you know, he was like I was misdiagnosed the first couple times. And um, by the third time, we actually got it right and found out that I had a tumor in my chest bigger than a grapefruit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was pressing on vital organs and my heart, too. And that's probably why I was feeling like I was having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so my doctor was like, you know, you need to get proper treatment. If you don't, you got about three to six months. And the cancer that I had was very aggressive. I went away. I did... um, chemotherapy, radiation at MD Anderson in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And I went there because at the time I was so young, you know, and Hodgkin's lymphoma was not as prevalent as it is now. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so it was scary. Of course, nobody wants to hear that they have cancer or that, you know, you only have this timeline to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, point you know I did a somersault dive into my spirituality and you know I was like God what's going on here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um so that was that was also a moment of you know what it's time to wake up Mm -hmm. and yeah so I did my chemotherapy I did my radiation I spent an entire year in Houston just doing treatment Mm -hmm. um I got married after my first cycle of chemotherapy wow My husband was like, seeing that we were already engaged and, you know, he was like, let's do this. And my family, my mom was like, oh, yeah, you know, let's do it. My daddy was like, oh, I don't think you should. I think you should wait. 
And, you know, that was actually one of the first times I have actually ever went against my dad. Mm. And I did it. And we're still together. We have a daughter, Madison. Mm. Um, and it's been a journey for us, you know, because we had no idea what we were stepping into. But we stepped into it with faith. And um, he's been a solid rock. He's been a solid rock for me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. When you when you go through uh, the marriage preparation classes, they don't tell you about these things. They surely don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 the thing about it is, um, I I I I remember doing the marriage prep with um, Pastor Miles, and wow. um, what is it? He had this book. I am sure they still have the book, Separate, Unique, and Whole. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You ever read that? No, no. Okay, so he has this book called Separate, Unique, and Whole, and that was the text that we used for our marriage um, counseling. And it's all about you being an individual and realizing that, hey, you are unique, and you know what? It's all about you, but when you come together, you know, you're coming together to go through life. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we did it, man. Yeah. And yeah. we still we actually still doing it, still yeah. doing it. <laughs> and, and, and it's so powerful because you know you you went through all of that, and now you can come and you could be able to share yeah. uh, what you have went through yeah. with other individuals. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's that's so powerful. Yeah, you know, and I, and he, I'm quite sure for him. And, you know, it's always me telling my story. I need to start bringing him with me so he can give his perspective because the survivor's journey is totally different from the caregiver. They always feel something totally different because they feel like they have the responsibility of making sure that um, the survivor gets to where, you know, they need to be. So it's 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 totally it's totally different in terms of, you know, the survivor and and the caregiver. Oh. So, yeah. So, you know, he he would come here and he would probably tell his story would be so very exciting. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I, I'd love to hear yeah. his story because I think I think it's important uh, for persons going into marriage and, and, and even, you know, just being in life. And yeah. when those things come to you and, and they touch you and you, you just need to know how persons dealt with it yeah and not just not just like at the end of it yeah but like what was the day-to-day what was the d- and, and the day-to-day process of it because you know one of the things that my dad was saying when um one of the reasons why my dad was saying you know this is not the time mm-hmm. was because you know here it is i'm i'm going through treatment and we had no idea what was going to happen. Right. Like we literally, we're literally, like I said, it was a faith walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad was like, well, what happens if halfway or into the treatment you become very ill mm-hmm. and he's not able to take care of you? Because it's all emotional, right? Yeah. Um, what if you won't be, they did tell me that I probably won't be able to have kids. You know, this is, you know, what if he wants children and, yeah. you know, what if you have to lose one of your body parts? So, my dad was more or less, you know, he, he, he was doing what any dad would do in terms of looking at the whole situation long term. And um, but we were like, you know what, we're in love. We're going to get married. We're not concerned about long term. And I had the joke with him. Where I told um, my husband, Mark, I said, you know, if I die, you're not going to get any insurance money. <laughs> so, 
So I said that. Wow. I said that. You well, know, you know but in, in we money. know that. You know, <laughs> so we went to the JP and we eloped. Oh, and you wow. know what? That was the best decision I ever made because mm-hmm. I didn't have to go through all the headache and all this other stuff. Did you? Did you ever go back and like have a, like? A, no, a no, oh, wow. no. I I skipped all of the. Listen to me. I have seen some girlfriends go mm-hmm. through the the torture of wedding planning and wedding dress and all that wow. other stuff. Cash again, let me tell you, we lived our best life. We went, we got <laughs> married. I think we might have went to Red Lobster for dinner that night. Wow, and mind you, amazing. this was like 18 years ago. So wow. Red Lobster was the thing, you know. Right. So we went to Red Lobster that night. And and it just so happens that the only reason why we got married when we did was because I was having a good day. Because you know with cancer treatment, you have good days and bad days. Yeah. So I was having a really good day and, you know, my appetite was good. And he was like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, you know what, let's go to Red Lobster. And we went to Red Lobster and that was our dinner. And Red Lobster did the whole special celebration thing for us. And it was it was literally only me and him. Wow. Me and him, yeah. <laughs> that's special. Like, yeah. we, we can talk about weddings on another show. Yeah, that's a whole, uh, that's a whole different, yeah. you know. But, <laughs> you know, we did it together, and um, it was rough. Yeah. You know, I had some really rough days, good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest thing is that, you know, as a young person, we don't ever think that it's going to happen to us. Yeah. But for me and working... Um, In the cancer community, you know, being a health coach and just basically helping people through their day to day wellness. We are not aggressive when it comes to our health. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes to cancer, it's not a death sentence. And I can't say it enough that early detection is key. Our bodies produce cancer cells all the time, fearfully and wonderfully made. Our bodies are supposed to be able to um, also eliminate and, you know, the cycle of the cancer cell or the cycle of the cell in general, right, is that um, the cell is supposed to regenerate and a new cell comes and the process keeps going. And unfortunately, cancer basically is just an abnormal cell growth, right? And um, a lot of times we are not paying attention to what's going on because your body lets you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. If you are someone, and these are just some of the signs to look out for. If you are constantly, we in the Bahamas, we feel like we're supposed to have sinus 365 days of the year. We're not supposed to have sinus 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly having colds, you're constantly having um, pains inside your joints, you know, in your body and You're like, especially with young kids, we like to do this. Oh, that's growing pains. No, you need to go to the doctor and check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're having um, stomach ache and it's it's like you have to be aware of um, how often these things are happening. You know, Mm -hmm. because most persons you have, you might have a cold once a year. You know, during coming up on that time of the year, you have a cold once a year. But if you are having a cold every other month, you know, your immune system is weak. You need to get it checked out. And if you see these things constantly happening, then you go to the doctor. You don't allow your doctor to keep writing you prescriptions or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, be aggressive and say, hey, let's let's take this a next step and maybe we should do some tests yeah. or get a second opinion. Or get a second opinion. Get a, get a second opinion. You know, we are so comfortable with our family doctors that whatever they tell us, you know, you write the prescription and, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we have so much... 
The world has become so advanced now, we could literally call the doctor on the app on our phone and tell them our symptoms and they go in. So we don't even necessarily have to go into the doctor to be examined anymore. You know, so we have to be aggressive. We have to become our own health advocates. We have to ask the proper questions. And at different stages in your life, um, it is vital that you do your health screenings. Mm -hmm. You know, you do your breast Mm -hmm. self-examinations on a monthly basis. That is very important because we know when it comes to breast cancer, most women find their lumps themselves. Mm everybody's every woman her breast is unique to her Mm -hmm. so only her one could basically you know she could feel her breast every month and determine whether there's a lump or not or something is going on Mm -hmm. um you know when you reach over the age of 40 you need to do the mammogram depending on if you have a family history or not Mm -hmm. definitely and that's another thing Keshigan. we don't pay attention to our family history you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. auntie uncle grammy they all would probably die, and we're like, well, what did they die from? Oh, they died in their sleep. They died from natural causes. No, no such mm-hmm. thing yet. What did they die from? You know, because family history is very important because that's a map that you can look at and say, okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will happen to you, right. but, you know, it's just you need, a, to, be you need to be aware, fully aware. So family history is uh, most definitely very important. Getting your screenings is Um, Also important, take the time out. Self-care is very important. Take good care of you. Rest. Mm -hmm. You know, we're around here chasing these lifestyles of I don't even know what, but rest is very, very important. We need to rest more. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming an advocate of rest more, you know. I'm I'm doing my best as as a young I guess millennial, we, we, we like to move, we like to, yeah. we like to be busy, but I yeah. find a lot of comfort uh, being at peace and sometimes just being in a quiet place. Um, listen to a lot more jazz these days. Oh, look uh, at you. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of classical mm, music and stuff Look like at that. you. So some of my favorite songs, I'll find a classical version yeah. of them and listen to them. And so it's just, you know, just having that reflective state and kind of looking at things and making adjustments and stuff yeah. like that. And so, you know, learning from persons as yourself when yeah. you come in and do these interviews and just taking yeah. little stuff for yeah. me too, not yeah. just for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, you know, the thing about it is once you zone in and you focus on that one thing that you love, you chase that, you do that. But in the process, don't lose yourself. You know, stay away from the processed foods, you know, eat as good as you can. And I had someone the other day who said, you know, Melissa, it's so very expensive to eat healthy. And I'm like, no, it's not. Or I tell people, listen, at some point, and I shouldn't even say at some point, I take that back. We should always aim for balance. You know, you're not going to eat healthy. You, If you don't eat healthy and you don't rest, that's a disaster waiting to happen right there. You're not eating healthy. You're not resting. You're not drinking water. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Not only that, we have our kids, um, and and um, we have to make sure at a very young age that we instill in them the proper, this is, you know, eat properly, get your rest, make sure exercise, and then, of course, the spiritual balance to top it all off because I can, I chase spirituality before I even learned about eating properly and all these other things, you yeah. know? So, and, and keeping in mind that, the young, the young children today, that's our future generation. So if we don't make sure that they are taking care of themselves and they are learning what they need to in the next 20 years, the only way we'll be able to make sure that we could kick cancer's butt 
is to make sure that we are giving them what they need. Because in the next 10, 20 years, they are the future. They are the next generation of, you know, cancer survivors or possibly not even cancer survivors. You know, they're the next generation of, okay, you know what, they're going to make sure that we have a healthy Bahamas and we're going to remove this health crisis away from our country. So now as we get ready to wrap up uh, your role uh, with the Bahamas Healthy Coalition Mm -hmm. and uh, the fight against cancer. Well, you know, I am the lead for the Mm -hmm. Cancer Awareness Committee. And um, our job basically is to make sure that um, we advocate on behalf of cancer patients. Um, we, we, um, we, our mission is to educate um, on cancer prevention and screening. And um, we also have on our committee members of all of the cancer groups in the Bahamas. Okay. So there's Sister Sister, there is the Jenny Dean, um, and we have, of course, the members of the Ministry of Health. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are a diverse committee, mm-hmm. and we are just one out of 12 committees. Um, the mission of the Healthy Bahamas Coalition is to harness the power of civil society in collaboration with government, private enterprise, academia, international partners, in the development and implementation of plans for the prevention and management of chronic diseases. And yes, I just read that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I have to let our chairman, Dr. Swan, know like, Jesus, that's long. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big job. Yes, it is. So, and cancer, you know, because uh, October is so huge um, in terms of cancer awareness and everybody, like October is global mm-hmm. when it comes to cancer awareness. Um we make a big deal out of it, but the reality is we are on the ground working every day, every month, and making sure that prevention is, you know, what we talk about most, cancer prevention is key. We're not focused on, you know, the cure. That's other people. Prevention and screening, they go hand in hand, early detection, um, and just make sure, educate. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important keys. Yeah. Before we let you go, any closing comments you want to leave? With um, you know, I just want to say to the listening audience, um, you know, to my wonderful Bahama land that you have to take care of yourself. Um, In the event that you do find yourself being diagnosed with cancer, you have support that's available to you. Um, Like I said, there's the Cancer Society of the Bahamas. There is the Sister Sister Support Group. There is also the Jenny Dean Caring and Sharing Support Group. And of course, you know, it's Melissa, it's M1, I'm here. You can look me up on Instagram, Melissa Deidre, as well as you can look for the Pink Press. Yes. You know, the Pink Press on Instagram as well and Facebook. And you can get all of um, your cancer prevention education information. So, And I just want to say thank you because, you know, I think I'm a part of the ZNS family. Yes, you are. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me. And I hope that I get to come back again. Yeah. Yeah. We will invite you to come back because even though uh, the focus... Uh, on a lot of the cancer-related things are this part of the year. We want to to, to be able to bring some awareness to it all, yeah. all year round yeah, yeah. so that persons would know. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm so passionate about the youth as well and yeah. making sure that young people do what they need to do mm-hmm. in terms of taking good care of themselves because, like I said, they are the future. And, you know, we have to harness all our powers over them now so that we can have a healthy Bahamas. Yeah. 
I'm telling you. Uh, we, so we thank you so much uh, for being a part of the Youth Perspective. Thank you. And we look forward to having you again. And before you go, once again, just give us your contacts if persons want to reach out to you. And uh, um, You can through. find me on Instagram or Facebook, Melissa Deidre, or you can check out the Pink Press on Instagram um, or Facebook. You can send me a message, your cancer prevention, education, screening, you know, support, anything it is that you need, just hit me up. Mm-hmm. Or you can find me at Solomon's Fresh Market, um, Solomon's Fresh Market, Ofar Bay, Harbor Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, indeed. We thank you so much uh, for being a part of the Youth Perspective, and we look forward to speaking to you, with you once again. Thank you. All right, yours truly, Cashigan Adderley. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked each and every Saturday where we bring you new editions of the Youth Perspective. Have a great evening, and we'll see you again next week Saturday, as the Lord would allow. Have a great one. I'm trying to be great, and I'm on my way, way up, way up, way up. It's never too late, and I'm on my way. I'ma leave my mark. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Ready, set. I hope you enjoyed another edition of the Youth Perspective. Stay tuned for more interviews, more in-depth conversation, great music as we seek to encourage, empower, impact, and uplift our youth of this nation. Here on the Youth Perspective, we'll see you next time right here on the Youth Perspective with Cashigan Jamal. 